we love it when people come in and they're like they're just asking us questions like matt will be sitting there packing stuff and they're just grilling him with questions and you know he's firing off answers most of the time and when i can <laughs> yeah but they see the process they see the sanitary process they see that we're not like you know we, we have gloves on we have like all of that set in stone right in front of you we pack it we seal it right there and we send it out for the consumer either we send it to amazon or we send it direct to you in an orders box all right welcome to another episode of the living wild podcast i'm brent philbin and i'm here with matt or matthew Matt, Matt Smith. We'll keep it at we'll that. Keep it at Matt. Matt Smith, M. Smith, because we just found out that Matt at Wild Foods Go was already taken. I was so mad when I found that out. <laughs> you can't just ever be just Matt I anywhere. It's, it it sucks. Thank, thanks, parents, for that one. At least they didn't call you John. Yeah. You know, it could have been worse. Could, is your dad's name John? Be worse. No. Okay. It's Mike. Oh, Very wow. <laughs> wow. I've worked for a Mike Smith before, so that is <laughs> pretty. Anyway, welcome to Living Wild Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about some behind the scenes action on what occurs with the food that you actually get put in your inbox from Amazon or from our store. How does it get there? What are some of the problems that we run into along the way? What are some of the things that you might not have known we have to go through in creating some of these products that Wild Foods created? I thought it would be interesting. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, again, it's a little bit self-serving because we're talking about Wild Foods products, but we'll try to throw in some fun stuff in there. Um, Matt will have some stories or something, I'm sure, along the way. But we have a philosophy of real food, real ingredients sourced from high-quality locations, generally small farms around the world and it's not like we can just google small farm fish oil and get a place where we can go buy it (laughs) that it is not easy at all so in the beginning the reason this entire company even exists is because colin was having a problem finding whey protein that he liked and nothing checked off his check boxes nothing at the time nothing at all And he went all the way to the manufacturer, had them create a whey protein for him that he wanted to check all his boxes, but they wouldn't sell it to him unless he bought it in bulk. (laughs) So he's buying these giant 50 pound bags of whey protein because he wants protein to work out. And that's when the idea of wild foods was born. But even that process took months before he got his first bag delivered to him. Forget any of the labels, forget any of the marketing, forget anything on the website. Just the sourcing takes that long. So we are up to, or at, I think we've got like 50, 60 products right now. A good amount. I mean, at one point we had and we've killed 150. Some. Yeah, yeah, we've killed plenty of products. So we kill them for multiple reasons. It, it could be that they're slow. It could be that our supplier really can't work with us at all. I mean, they won't give us anywhere near the quantities that we need or multitude of other reasons. So the start to finish the first thing you got to do like we're talking about with the sourcing we need to number one step one we have to figure out where we can get high quality ingredients based on what we're looking for hey let's go get a fish oil cap it's not that easy you can't just go get a fish oil cap we have to start talking to people that we know you know we go out and we start talking to 
anybody in the industry that's bought fish oil. Why from these people? Why from these people? Why from these people? Why this farm? Why that farm? Why that? So our fish oil is one of the only fish oils that's certified by Friends of the Sea. Correct. And that was when we finally made that connect. That's how our fish oil came to be. That's how we finally found the person that we were going to source our fish oil from. And our fish oil stock is usually pretty good. I mean, we go out of stock on it now and then, but for the most part, we have a good supply of fish oil. It comes to us in the quantities that we need, and it's our number one bestseller. But something like vanilla powder, we went all the way to Madagascar to source that, to check all of our boxes for a high-quality vanilla powder. We went to Madagascar but we went to a really small farm in Madagascar where you were telling me like you have some insight on that process. Yeah. I mean the people in Madagascar, I'm sure they have to, you know, we get a good amount of quantity. We get about 40 pounds at a time from them or whatever. I don't know how much that pertains to in units, but they have to go out and pick the beans off themselves and then grind it. And then it's a really slow process to like, actually create ground vanilla that's why not many people do it yep so from the process of us putting in an order for them to actually get that much and then ship it to us that takes a quite some time i mean it's coming straight from madagascar so even just like maybe by boat where however they ship it it takes a good two and a half three weeks to just get to us rather than putting in the order so there's a good amount of time that we don't have any and by the time we get it in store it's sold out already. Yeah. And so it's a, the quickest turnaround out of all of our products. People will put constant back orders on vanilla. Yeah. I mean, that is, you may be listening to the show and like, oh my God, every time I try to order vanilla, you're out of it. Or two, I loved your vanilla. I loved tasting it, but I can't ever get it again. Like, And this is why our vanilla is our toughest competitor. And we're actually, I believe, investing in their infrastructure, trying to make that a little bit better. So hopefully that improves in the future and we can help that farm grow but grow with our standards and not grow poorly so those are the two ends of the spectrum we have our best selling item of the fish oil i suspect if we could get enough our vanilla powder might be our best selling item oh for sure yeah it it may eclipse fish oil i don't actually know the vanilla powder is absolutely delicious but it's very, 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 very hard. The only to keep thing the fish oil is just very consistent. So yeah, it's definitely the best seller for that reason. Yep. And all our products are great, but these two, I was, you know, we were looking at the two different ends of the spectrum. So once we've actually sourced the thing, we found a, a farm that'll actually give it to us, fit our standards and send it to us. Then we've got a whole another mess of problems that we're going to have at the warehouse because we have, or HQ, whichever you want to call it, we have limited space there. And we have a team, we're a startup company, right? So like our team, Matt, you'll see him in all of our YouTube videos. He's the one making them, editing them. He's basically the primary point of our YouTube, Instagram videos, and all of that content. And he's a host of the show with me. And... You'll see weeks where you're in there packing stuff by hand and getting our orders out on time. So there's a whole a whole startup process. It's not like we have a giant factory where we're just turning this stuff out. Like we we have a team that pack when we get a bulk product, we pack it <laughs> and then we get it out to you. So That's there's quick. tons of different ways that we could things that could happen in that process. Like what are some of the difficulties going along there? I mean, 
before you even receive the product, you have to kind of create the packaging. Oh, I skipped over all the marketing you gotta, you gotta part. Yeah, all yeah. The packaging materials and most of the packaging stuff we have, we already kind of honed in on what we want and how we want to design it. So design that first, and then. But that even that's a process. Let me let me stop process, you there. Yeah, you'll get products from Wild Foods that look different from other products in Wild Foods, and many of them will look similar. But the reason for that is Colin and the company believes in a concept called kaizen, which is. Uh, it's Japanese for constant improvement. And basically the second we find a better way to pack it or a better looking label or a nice pre-printed bag that we're going to use, it goes out. Absolute next thing that we do, it is out. So we don't worry about, oh, we're going to change the whole brand identity at one time. No, we just, as soon as it's improved, that product is out there. I'm going to compare that to like Elon Musk with the Tesla cars, which is, this is actually... The, when I first learned about this kind of concept, this is why. So normal cars, you have a 2016 Kia Optima. That car is the same as every other 2016 Kia Optima. And the 2017s might have a little refresh on some things, like the door panel look might look a little different. Or there might be a little tweak in the engine. Or you know the radio player, whatever you want to call that now, is going to be a little bit different or a little bit minor details they're little things they're little tweaks from year to year and then they roll out entire new model years when they change big things a tesla if you have a 2016 tesla model s you have no idea what your features are until you put in the model number because what happens is as they're producing these cars and they're producing them kind of slowly one at a time they're like well we just made this thing better Rather than wait until the next model year, which is the how everybody's been doing it for a long time, they're like, forget that. It's better. Why are we waiting? Immediately change it. So car number 2,743 may have different parts than car number 2,742. And that's because they put out the improvement right away. So that every model that point forward has new improvement, which makes them a little bit tough to work on, but it does really help the process along the way. So that's exactly what we do with Wild Foods. You may get one of our nice pre-printed bags that we've had on like our cocoa butters or, you know, our pink salt or something like that. Or you might get one of our teas that has a, a craft brown bag with our label on it. Now, our, our branding and our packaging is really cool, but we improve where we can on our different batches. So we keep it all together. So, yeah. If we're taking a product start to finish, we skipped over not only the marketing, but all the testing that we had to do in the process. We have to send every product that we have off to different labs and any of our organic products have to be certified organic. And we need to make sure all our ingredients that the farms are saying that they are, are actually only that. So when we get vanilla powder, there's not some preservatives in there or something else. We don't just trust. We trust, but verify. So we like those guys. And then once we get it, we send it off to a lab and make sure that somebody who is not incentivized to lie to us is giving us the right breakdown of what this stuff is. And then that's how we get our nutrition facts and all of that. Yep. So we've got different types of bags. How many different types of bags have you seen? Over, you've been here three years, right? Uh, two. Two? How, uh, how many types of bags have you seen for like one product in just two years? A good amount. A good amount. I've probably seen... I want to say at most five bags for one product, whether it be a clear bag, a black bag, a craft bag, and then we moved on to 
prepackaged bags, and even those prepackaged bags have changed, or preprinted ones have changed. Say Coco Tropic, for example, we've had really small bag for them, really small preprinted bag, and then we moved to just, uh, I believe we moved to black bags, and then we moved to a, another preprinted bag, and then another style preprinted. It just it keeps going, and I mean it's very interesting whenever you receive a bunch of bags and you're like, oh wow, this one's new. Yep. This one's great. Cool. It keeps everything unique. And with the old bags, we just toss them. You know, we might have a huge inventory of old. Well, sometimes we'll let them sit we'll in storage. Some, but yeah. Just for like backup, just in case our suppliers are yeah. a little slower. But, but it's if we had 10,000 bags sitting there of Cocotropic bags, for instance, and we got a new version in, we're not going to run through those first. We literally were like, new version, doesn't matter how much we spent on those bags. We're going new version from this point forward we do that with with really everything on all of our products and everything like that so there are a lot of products that we are in the process of going through this with because we've listened to the listeners we've listened to the customers we listened to everyone who comments on our instagram and they say what they want and we have a couple of products in development we have a keto bar in development that is super close to being launched but that's one of our few products that's got multiple ingredients. So this is something that's taken almost a year to come to fruition because we have to be really, really careful and specific about a product with multiple ingredients in it. That's a lot tougher. Now, something like the Cocotropic, we combine those ingredients in a proprietary blend so we know what's in there. We're taking it from our single ingredient products, putting it together, and that's what we have. But something that's being sent to us as a bar is a little bit harder. So... I tasted the last version of that bar. The latest version? Yeah, it is going to be obnoxiously good. Like, not like Quest bars where if you close your eyes and pretend you're eating chocolate chip cookie dough, you can taste a hint of like maybe there was a chocolate chip cookie dough flavor in the room when they made it. But really, it's just chalk. This is like, the this bar, yeah, I don't know how it tastes so good. This I really don't. delicious. So, I'm, I'm ready for that. It's going to be sweet when it gets here. We've got a multivitamin coming out that's a whole food multivitamin is not easy to find on the market. And it's going to have a little bit of overlap with our fish oil. So it's going to be really cool. We also have, we're looking at a mushroom tea that hopefully we'll be able to put on shelves bottled for you. Ready to drink. Should be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the very early stages. And that's like a, that's a pretty new product off the top but it would use one of our mushroom blends and it would be pretty cool so those are just some previews of a few of the things that we're working on i don't even know what i'm allowed to talk about when i say that so luckily the show is not we're not joe rogan yet so (laughs) when i say things that i'm not allowed to say colin doesn't find out about it or like anybody else that might get mad doesn't find out about it so i can tell you guys things that that you're not going to see on our Instagram for a little while. So it's kind of fun. Tune into the podcast. Yeah. You want to hear things that I'm not supposed to say, tune into the podcast. Plenty of times where I swear, I'm sorry, but the upside is since I don't censor myself in any way, you get some stream of consciousness from behind the scenes here. So we get this stuff to our headquarters location, which is in Austin, Texas. If you're here, you can come by and see the operation. You can see these guys packing their stuff because we do it right out in the open. It's not like we're hiding in the back and doing things back there shadily. It's like those restaurants like, where you go to an open kitchen. We like the transparency, just yeah. like with our suppliers. It's like congruently 
transparent. We love it when people come in and they're like, they're just asking us questions. Like Matt will be sitting there packing stuff and they're just grilling him with questions. And you know, he's firing off answers most of the time. And when I can. <laughs> yeah. But they see the process. They see the sanitary process. They see that we're not like, you know, we, we have gloves on. We have like all of that set in stone right in front of you. We pack it. We seal it right there and we send it out for the consumer. Either we send it to Amazon or we send it direct to you in an orders box. So at the same time, that's why you might randomly get a wrong item every now and then. There's a lot of human error there. It's mostly Amazon. It's mo- mostly <laughs> Amazon. All right. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen how Amazon does. It's super weird. There's like robots that like, I don't know. I saw a YouTube video where like the robots pick the stuff. Mm. And then the humans just kind of check off whether it's really that. And the robots, they're in like a cage. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. to. It's super weird. They're in their own environment so that they don't run into anything. Like if you put a human out there, I, I don't know. I guess they might run them over or something. So there's no humans out there. There's robots running around, not running into each other. And Interesting. I don't know. It's the future, man. It's crazy. It's the future. So, But that also explains why they make mistakes. We do it too. We might grab a, a coal caps instead of fish oil caps. Yeah. They're next to each other. We actually had to move some stuff around because we had we had the mushrooms all kind of next to each other and they don't look different enough to where you would notice it in your head if you're grabbing like a reishi versus lion's mane and sending that out, right? Is that I know I that, mean the only difference between the mushroom packaging is the color of the background for the type of mushroom. So if you have a reishi, it's like brownish color. Behind Rishi, linesman is blue. Behind linesman, something like that. And it's so minuscule that if you grab a bag, then you won't really notice a difference. But the issue we were having was we have two sizes of each mushroom. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. And they were right next to each other. And so you would accidentally reach in and grab two ounce instead of a four ounce. And they feel very similar. So you would just accidentally pack that. And in. they look exactly the same. Yeah, There's no exactly. color differences there. So we had to move them so that the place we're picking them from, the two ounces were nowhere near the four ounces. Like you had to go to a completely separate side of the picking area to grab those. That was one of the solutions that we had to come up with because, you know, the number of people that we had to send gift cards out, send new orders out to, like we value customer service and two things. We value customer service on a massive level, especially if we did something wrong. We will go way over the top to solve any of that what we won't tolerate is people who are mean or finding problems for the sake of finding problems, which you find a lot. And that's our philosophy so that our team doesn't have to put up with that. And that's something that I came across when I was doing casino work a lot. And in casinos, you have this, I was a poker manager and in these poker rooms, people are constantly losing money. So, they're always on edge and unhappy and they take it out on the staff. And it was one of those things that like I wouldn't tolerate, but many people in the business would. And I saw the morale go down constantly of the staff. They were just always upset. Nobody was ever happy. And it was a job where you're making, I think a poker dealer might make like $60,000 a year and nobody was happy in it. And it's a pretty easy job physically. You're just sitting there and throwing some cards and make doing some math. Mm -hmm. but mentally it was really taxing. So it's the same kind of thing. Like we've had some very difficult customers in the past and we just won't, we don't have that. The customer is always right philosophy. They're always right. As long as they're a customer at some point, we don't want them as a customer anymore. 
So you've probably dealt with that on both ends. Definitely. And that's how we keep our customer service for the 99.999% of people to be so high. Cause we'll just go above and beyond. We're not worried about someone trying to get one over on us or something because it's really easy to figure that out. And then you just don't let those people work with you anymore. So it's great. That's our little peek inside the company. It's not very good corporate speak. I'm not supposed to talk about the fact that we are unhappy with a customer like that, but you're listening and you know who I'm talking about. You're, we're, we're talking about the people that find every little thing wrong so that they can be granted something for free in response. Like, oh, my meal took 10 minutes to get here. It should have taken seven minutes. Now you need to give me a free appetizer or that kind of thing. And that hurts all companies. Bottom line, it hurts people's morale and frankly we're not interested in having those kind of customers so i love that part but at the same time when we screw up let us know because we are going to make that right every time always so we've got some random issues like that that'll happen at at our store there's random issues with amazon because they mess things up but for the most part 99 percent of maybe 98 percent, i don't know some one or two percent of Everything goes smoothly despite how hectic it can be with the startup environment because everybody's wearing multiple hats. There's nobody there that's just like, okay, I pack our vanilla powder when it comes in. That's my job. No. It's okay. We stop doing content. We stop doing orders. We stop doing everything when vanilla powder comes in. And me, Matt, everybody get down there and start putting the stuff in bags. And we, and once it's done, it's done. So we're good. We go back to our duties and we we all wear multiple hats like that. So it's a it's an interesting environment. If you ever thought about working for a startup, don't get attached to your job title because it's not gonna be the same as what you're doing. Nah, yeah. I like I think Matt, your official title, I actually just got this email to me. I'm gonna pull it out Ooh, right now. Hold I on. I don't even know it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just had a meeting about this. And I think it's tentative, but I don't actually, uh, nope, call approved. So here we are, Matt, you are officially content manager, right on. So that's your title. Cool. So I, I don't know if it feels like that more than half of the days, <laughs> but that is uh, your, your official title at the company. So we'll make sure to update the website. Yeah, for sure. To put that on there. Anyway, so we're wearing all kinds of hats. We're always trying to get that stuff to you. We have constant battles with our supply chain because we're working with small farms. So the number of times that we have to make a bunch of phone calls to make sure something's done on their end because of all the different reasons things could fall through the cracks, probably a little bit too much. But I mean, they are a small farm, so you also have to kind of know what they're doing and how much they're producing in order to get the correct quantities to us yep so that's our main concern is just always contacting them to see if they have enough to send us and giving them the right amount of time to be able to produce whatever we need for two months in advance or something like that yeah it is not easy so bear with us when we're out of stock on things (laughs) please that's our bad but at the same time the reason we stock out is we are trying our best to get you the highest quality ingredients that we can for the lowest possible price. It doesn't seem like that sometimes. I know some of our products, if you compare it to Dunkin' Donuts coffee, our coffee is going to seem like it's a little bit overpriced. It's not. I've had similarly high quality coffee and paid more for it. I don't think that I've found anything that has our pricing that is our quality and 
checks all those boxes off. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the same is true for things like our tea, like our, like our curb air tea is probably one of the best teas I've ever had. So. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of research and comparisons as well. I would just kind of, you know, go somewhere where there's, you know, they're giving out tea or go buy a certain amount of, like a specific amount of tea, specific kind of tea, sorry. And just, you know, compare it and compare the price, compare the flavor, compare everything like that. And, I've noticed a lot of the times our Kerber is top notch. Yeah. For sure. And we've got a lot of teas, but that one stands out. I don't know why. It, it's got that awesome purple color. And we cold brew that when we're at the farmer's market on the weekends. We always bring that out there to sample. So on the hot Texas days, people can cool off a little bit. Although yesterday it felt a little bit breezy and a little bit cool. It, it wasn't was, too bad. It was also around 95. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Same thing with today. Listen, don't. It's better than 105. Okay. Back home in Pennsylvania, I'm not. I'm not trying to brag here, but two weeks ago at 8:39 o'clock at night, it was 40 degrees, and it was probably the nicest, coldest weather I've been in in a while. It was it didn't feel cold at all. It felt like it was 60, 70. It was weird, but it was great. Wow. So <laughs> that is. I'm super jealous about that. I was just up in the mountains of in Asheville and it was not that cold. I figured I'd be in the mountains. It would be colder, Mm. but I did have something that I'm going to, that here's another thing. This is right off the top of Brent's head. Wild HQ. Don't hold me to this, but we're working on a nitro system so that we can serve nitro cold brew. But also I had something unique that I haven't had anywhere else. They had nitro tea. Does that work? So it was just iced tea that they use those same nitro lines and it had a little creamy finish. It was delicious. I don't know if it'll work with every type of tea, but the type of tea they had, it worked. The place was called Tapello Honey. And if we can make that work. What kind of tea was it? Do you know? It was just a black iced tea. Okay. I would only assume that it would work with black tea for the flavor wise. Okay. Maybe. Or maybe like our chai would probably be pretty good. I know how to test. We set it up and we try. And then once we find the good flavor, you can come on by the Wild Foods HQ and you can check it out. So this has been another long, what feels like an infomercial, but I really wanted to give some insight into what we're doing on the back end and how this process actually works with getting this stuff to you, the consumer. It's not unique to our company. Everybody goes through these problems, but not everybody talks about them. And what is unique to our company is just the standards that we hold our suppliers to. And some of those discontinued products were specifically because our supplier gave us one quality on our original order, our bulk order, and gave us another quality on our second one. So we did not work with them anymore and didn't find a good substitute. So we just discontinued it and created another product. So look for new and old products on Wild Foods. A lot of new stuff coming out in the future. We've got new podcasts. We've got new YouTube channel series, working with a bunch of different other people in the industry. We're getting at more events. We just have a lot of really cool stuff going on. And if you want to be part of the conversation, you want to be helping us direct where our company is going. We have 50,000 followers on Instagram. It sounds like a lot, but there's still enough there that you can have a conversation with us. Like we're still able to respond to you. Matt is on Instagram all the time talking to people. We respond to DMs all the time. We try to, you know, I know a lot of companies that will look at something and they'll have only 2,000 followers or something, 20,000, whatever, not many. 
and they would just look at it. They won't respond. And it was an engaging question that you would ask and they just look at it. And we tried to talk to our followers, you know, engage with them and see what they want to say. So most of the time you will get an answer from us. We're still a small company. I mean, I know it might not feel that way because Wild Foods has really gotten out there. We've really done a great job. We've grown from Colin's apartment to millions of dollars a year in sales. But we're still a small company and you can still help shape the future of Wild Foods. If there's something you want to see, there's something you want us to change. If there's something you want us to go out and get, you have the ability to message us and be that voice for yourself or others and we will work with you. Also, if you have any questions for me, Matt, or any of our future guests on the podcast, you can email Brent at wildfoods.co or Matt. Or no, uh, shit, no, not no, Matt. No. no. <laughs> ah, not Matt. Fortunately, not Matt. <laughs> M.Smith at wildfoods.co. You can email either one of us your questions. We'll talk about it on the air. And we will really, we're going to try to engage with the audience as much as possible. Give us guest suggestions. I'll come on your podcast. I don't care what it is. I'll come talk to you. Uh, whatever you want to talk to me about. You want me to do a little voiceover for your podcast? I'll do it. Reach out to me. He's good at impersonations. Voice impersonations. <laughs> I, no, I'm not good at impersonations. It's not like I can do a... It's not like I can be like a Barack Obama or something, but I I can definitely do a voiceover. I have a radio voice. You want me to do an intro to your thing? Uh, great. I'll do it. I could be like, welcome to the studio at the Domain Podcast. With your hosts, Light Switch and Bannerman. I don't know. I just looked at a bunch of stuff around the room, but Matt just like reached across the table and pointed at the thing that says Womp Womp and was like, you need to be pressing that right now. We need some more of these sound effects in there. We have a they're cool, just, you know, we have like stuff like they're this. They're entertaining. Have, they're sitting on a sitting on the soundboard so maybe we'll throw some more of these in in the future he did tell me to use more of them on this episode and i forgot so maybe we'll just switch seats next time matt will be better at it all right so reach out to us follow us on twitter follow us on youtube instagram instagram i said twitter we don't have a twitter don't follow us on twitter instagram youtube yep yep podcast and make your voice heard we are here we are the living wild podcast and we're here to help you Live in congruence with your ancestral roots. I'm kind of mixing up some messages there from the Ancestral Mind podcast, but it's true. Real food, real ingredients, really fast. And of course, if you don't know, you can use the code WILDCEO for 12% of your order. I should probably make one for the podcast, but I haven't. All right. I've been here with Matt Smith, M.Smith from Wild Foods, content manager, and I am Brent the voice that you hear all the time and we'll see you on the next episode